promises that check you. Welcome, everyone. I'm Laura Gonzalez. This is Diana McTarsney with Promises Podcast, and we're excited to have you join us. If you haven't already noticed, you can now follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify through YouTube. Like and subscribe. Share it. We want to get God's word out there. We're excited for you to join in. when she was in elementary school they used to, the, the name of the school was called OPA which was abbreviation for Oxford Prep Academy and they had this rule take care of you take care of OPA mm. and so if there was trash on the floor she was so sweet she would say take care of OPA grab it mm. and throw in, tra- in the trash so it reminds me of what you're saying that these internal scripture promises that guard us that mm-hmm. challenges us, you know, speed limit as we're driving, right? Right. We definitely need that. And when we think about it, the word is there um, as a guardrail, right? As mm. a boundary, as a protection. I like that. Yes. For our good. Yes. Uh, not for the good of somebody else, but for our good, because we know that God is a God of love and he has our best interest at heart. Right. So there is so much here. I think we just need to delve in. Yes, and I'm going to jump it. in with my, as a wife, the ones that keep me in check, right? Um, Proverbs 14.1. We have so much wisdom from the Proverbs. The wise woman builds her house. That's my fo- first one. See, look at, we are on, <laughs> on the same page. Yes. But the foolish tears it down with her own hands. It's so convicting, isn't it? It is convicting. And the picture is perfect, Perfect, right? I agree. The picture of you can build or you can destroy. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. I, as a mom, as a wife, can tear my house down. I just think of a woman on the rampage just pulling, pulling, ripping down the curtains, you know, turning over the couches. Thrashing. Thrashing, Mm -hmm. destroying. And I can do that as a wife. So how? How how as why? I mean, obviously, we're not talking physical destruction of... Mm -hmm you know, clothing or whatever. I mean, although some people have rage where, sure. they, where they destroy property and throw objects against the wall, break stuff. But what do you, what do you mean by that? So our listeners oh, are very clear. Good. Um, good. Great, great question. Um, a wise woman builds our house. Well, the very foundation we know is Jesus, the word yes. of God. That needs to be what we're building on his word, his principles, his promises. That's so good. Um, you haven't even got past step A. If you, what are you building? That's, right. I, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. The foundation is Jesus. Foundation for sure. And then it's it's how am I? You know, you've heard that phrase and I don't like it. But if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody's nobody happy. happy mm-hmm. I don't like it at all. But boy, do we set the temperature for the mm, household. Absolutely. So I if totally I'm in agree. a funk, the house is in a funk. Right. You know, and so I have to check my attitude. Um, I need to, my words, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Am yes. I using my words to edify or am I using my words to destroy? And I think that we, in our culture, in America, we think, my husband came an hour late and I made this delicious beef roast dinner. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. Sure. That's that's the climate that mm-hmm. we live in. Mm-hmm. If you've been wronged, you're going to say with words. You're going right. to cut with words that you've been wronged as opposed to, oh, honey, you're a little bit late. You know, it's cold. I can warm it up. Oh, well, I already ate. Oh, well, next time can you text me? Right. You sure. can handle it in a tactful way. But Definitely. to cut with words is just not right. And it, and because we are flesh, right, um, the Lord is mindful that we are but dust. We are Love flesh. Lovers, yes. Um, and so we are going to always battle with the, I, I don't you know I spent so long making dinner mm-hmm. special and here you are late and it's going to rub. 
What if there is traffic? What if there is a person in need? What if God was using him to witness to somebody? Oh my gosh, we, so All these true. things, yes. but when we jump and immediately, I'm you angry, wronged me. you wronged mm-hmm. me, um, we go there and we can do it with our kids, right? right. Um, I think one way um, we can do it with our kids is also, you know that proverb that talks about um, when the first person pleads their case, they seem right until yes. they're examined. I mean, you're an attorney, yes. right? That cross-examination. <laughs> That's right. Um, we can do that with our kids. We can, um, you know, let's say my Caitlin yells out, mom, and I immediately start scolding Joshua without finding out what happened. Maybe right. she provoked him. Maybe there's things on both sides. And chances right. are, because we're human, there are. Right. But we can do that. We can- we Jump can, to conclusions. Whether for ourselves, like you you had in that example of the husband coming home late, you know, I haven't even heard his side of the story. I haven't right. even been open to it. I've been stewing for the last hour of how could you be late when I did this for you attitude mm. that I mess it all up and make it worse. Right. And what that's if he so stopped and got me flowers? Right. What if that's why he was late? Right. You know, it could be anything, but we are so quick to judge and we live in such a critical society, mm. um, critique, 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 and criticize that um, we are tearing our houses down. Right. So let's let the foundation be Jesus. Yes. Let's build and let's build in a manner that pleases him. You know what I have to confess as a, as a pet peeve of mine when someone a wife tears down her husband publicly. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, a foolish woman tears hers down with her own hands. There's nothing more unattractive sure. than a woman. Why couldn't we have left 10 minutes earlier? Now we're late. And remember, and, and you see these things happen. You know, I remember right. one time vividly, we were at Mount Rainier National Park. We're in this gorgeous national park in this exquisite lodge. And this woman's just berating her mm. spouse. And, it's it. You're tearing your house down. And this doesn't is your it make husband. Everybody uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Yes, it does. Yes, and it you're does. like, well, you want to look away, and you can't look. It's like a car wreck, right? You want to look away, but you're like, oh my goodness, your eyes are drawn to the madness. Something you and Pastor Joe both say often that I love because we don't use this word that often in our culture, but is winsome. Mm-hmm. Is it winsome right. to behave that way in public or even in private? Right. You're you're building down your house. It's not right. You know, and it is a heart check because sometimes when we're saying something, a harsh word or a critical word, sometimes if the Holy Spirit checks us, ooh, right. I spoke out of turn. I was critical or I was sharp, sharp. or short even. Sure. You know, because um, my husband was sharing with me the other day. I don't know the percentages, so forgive me. But so much of what you say isn't what you say, it's how you say it. Oh, Pastor Definitely. Joe shared it at yes, the Overnighter. At the, at the Overnighter yes. for Couples. Yes, it's so true. So so I think we can... Right. Body language. Definitely. You know, we're tearing the house down by rolling our yes. eyes, Diane. Yes, it's so true. And it's <laughs> so you know funny. what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Because if you go to Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, six things which the Lord hates, mm. seven are an abomination. I don't want to be an abomination no. to my God. That's but right. he lists seven things that are an abomination. And what's the first one? Haughty eyes. That pride. You know, a lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. Um, a heart that devises wicked plans. Mm-hmm. F- uh, feet that are run rapidly to evil. You're quick to evil. Um, a false witness who utters lies. Mm. I mean, again, lying. And one who spreads strife among brethren. So oh I my could, gosh, wow. right? Look at That's all heavy. these. Yeah. God hates every one of these haughty eyes. So if I'm sitting and my husband's telling me something and I'm rolling my eyes, I mean, don't I punish my children for doing that to wow. me? Wow. Right? Yes, But we I do. think it's okay to do to somebody else. It's not. 
So we have to repent. This keeps me in check. I don't want the Lord looking at me and thinking, your actions are an abomination to me. Wow. You're behaving like a brat. Right. You're not behaving like God's daughter. I am not. Isn't that the summary? Who are you, Diane? You're a child of the Most High God. You're bought with his blood. So so why are you behaving, you know, this way? Right. Very good. And That's I think so good. what it is, is I'm like the nation of Israel, mm-hmm. right? So rebellious. Yes. What does the Lord say that they're rebellious? They're stiff-necked. Don't be like the donkey, the word says. <laughs> I love that you know? scripture. And, the bit and the bridle. Right? Yes. And I can be like the donkey. Oh, yeah. So stubborn and so proud and haughty eyes and bugged and rebellious mm. and complaining. You know, when I complain and it, and I could think, oh, I'm complaining because my husband doesn't whatever. I'm complaining because my children don't whatever or do whatever. Mm-hmm. If I'm complaining in my heart and complaining with my mouth, I'm disgracing my shepherd. Wow. I'm saying what he That's has really given good. isn't good enough mm-hmm. for me. How dare I? I am the nation of Israel who grumbled and complained and, oh, we, we want to be back in slavery because we had leeks and onions. Oh, I know. I always think that what do those even taste like? And, and you think about that, and <laughs> you're like, slavery. 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 You right. were crying you were out beaten. because you were oppressed. They killed your, your firstborn, you know, they Moses. Killed, yeah, slaughtered, slaughtered the firstborn, them. the mm-hmm. boys. And you want to go back there wow. because you don't have the food you want. And we can look at the children of Israel and, and condemn them and be critical. We can roll our eyes we at can them. Roll our, <laughs> but we are the same yes. if we were honest. But mm. then what I love about the Lord is... He led them cloud by day, fire, fire by, by night. night. Amen. Even when they were grumbling and complaining and nagging and mm-hmm. saying this isn't good enough. So how can we, men and women of God, notice if we're complaining? You know, right now yeah. we live in yes. a culture that's yes. big on self-awareness. But I mean, obviously if our spouse is gentle and say, honey, you know, you're kind of complaining a lot. There you right, go. Right. But they people don't always do that. Right. So how, I mean, obviously in our prayer time, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, check my heart. And right. You were complaining today, Laura. Oh, Father, yes, forgive me. I mean, do you get my question? I do, totally. I think um, one way would be to head it off, practice a heart of gratitude. Choose to be grateful. And if that is yes. literally making a list, Lord, these are the things I'm so thankful about my husband. These are the things I'm so thankful about my children. These are the, the things I'm so thankful about the weather. I don't like it when it's humid and hot and I could be in a mood or grumbly right. or grouchy because mm-hmm. I'm uncomfortable. Lord, thank you for air conditioning. Yes. Lord, we have to train ourselves oh, to be thankful. That. And if we train ourselves to be thankful. The and complaints, have, drift they just drift away. Because wow, the more so you good. grumble, the more you will grumble. But the more you are thankful and choose thankfulness, the more you will become thankful. And again, going back to that first proverb about a wise woman built her house, you're teaching your kids thankfulness. Right. Let's right. be thankful, you know, for for this or that and the other, you know. Um, you were talking about the complaining, and I have Proverbs ten nineteen. In the multitude of words, sin is not mm. lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. Yes. And so this one is always very convicting to me because I love to talk and chat and share. And sometimes I say, ooh, Ouch. should I have said X? Should I have said Y? Right. And sometimes it's well-meaning, but, you know, my husband bless his heart, will tell me, Laura, you need to listen. And mm-hmm. so I often pray, Lord, help me be a better listener right. because it's slow to speak quick to listen. And, and we so, get that backwards, don't we? We do. I do. <laughs> I do. My husband will tell me, let me finish. Mm. And doesn't it kind of rise in you like, oh, I want to say- have a point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that, so anyway, I just, That's I love so that proverb. Good. Yes. 
You know, along with the tongue, it's a Jesus said in Matthew 12, 36, but I tell you that men will give an account on the day of judgment for every idle, with meaning careless, word spoken. Wow. That, to me, that checks me because even our nonsense talk, sometimes we just need to not say things. I agree. You know? Completely. And some of our words are hurtful. Yeah. I mean, my son has special needs. And so in our home, we say, you don't say the R word. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just not right. So when somebody's saying that in the public school or in the private school or anywhere, church, anywhere, my daughter, I could just see her mm-hmm. wilt because she says, you're making fun of somebody's ability or disability. And my brother has special needs. It's close. You understand it and are sensitive to it because of Isaac. Right. So that again, the words, the words cut, mm-hmm. the words hurt, you know, and I think about verbal abuse, even, you know, telling a child, I wish you were never born no. or, um, you're never going to amount to anything. And I mean, I, I hope and pray no one watching this right now has ever experienced those words, but there is healing with a perfect parental love of God right. and he can heal those wounds. If you've ever been hurt by verbal abuse, by a parent, a relative, a teacher, anything like that. But it just comes to my mind of how they wound. They do wound. Life and death, literal life and death are in the power of the tongue. Our bones can rot because of the unkindness, the cruelty of our words, but we can also build. And I think that's what we needed to think about. You know, am I building with my words? You know, am I encouraging? Am I helping? And maybe I didn't mean to be offensive. You know, 1980s, the word retarded, right, was so used for everything. Oh, I know. Everything under the sun. So if you grow up in that and that's your language, um, you might not even be meaning to be offensive. Right. But just to be aware of we're supposed to consider others as more important than ourselves. Yes. And that is so contrary to our flesh and contrary to the world that we're living in living in today. Yes. You know, um, so I also have so many verses, um, on heart check warring. Let's keep going. Um, mercy, Mm. James 2 13. This convicts me greatly because it says for judgment will be merciless to the one who shows no mercy. Mm. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Oh, I love that. Amen. We have a world that is so full of sin and evil and wickedness. That's, that's the world that we live in and we can want judgment. We can want um, things to be dealt with right now, right? Um, quick and but I want grace and severe. And we severe. want severe justice. Yeah, and I but I want grace when I mess mm-hmm. up, and I want mercy. Right, and I need to show mercy because if I don't show mercy, I will not be shown mercy. It's so true, and I think I mean I don't know why I'm just coming in my mind of you know getting pulled over mm-hmm. for a traffic citation you know sometimes an officer will say I'll give you a warning you mm-hmm. know fix it light I'm not going to give you a fix it ticket but just be sure you get that brake light fixed tomorrow or sometimes you get the citation you know right. and again in the brake light example you might not know and it's dangerous you right. know my daughter's learning how to drive so when there's only one brake light she goes mom you know that their lights are messed up I said you're right, they, right. they're not working properly so we want mercy yes. don't give me a fix it ticket I'll fix it I'll repair it ASAP. And aren't we thankful when we've, I've been given mercy by being pulled over and uh, the cop has let me go with a warning. I think he saw how um, my, he had asked me a few questions and my day was pretty bad <laughs> and he was so gracious and merciful and I want that and I'm thankful for it. Right. I but we're not always it. willing to extend it. That's yeah. really, really good. Yeah, so true. Um, what we, do you have? So this is a, um, it is a guardrail uh-huh. verse as you talked about these 
verses that check us and, and protect us. And, you know, we, we probably can all say this by memory, be anxious for nothing, mm. but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Well, guard is in that very verse, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. So I wanted to share this one in that I claim it. So when it says be anxious for nothing, this is this is my little Laura and Jesus dialogue. Mm-hmm. I say, Lord, you said be anxious for nothing. So that's what I'm going to do. You're taking him at his word. I'm not going to be anxious about this. Right. Fill in the blank. Right. And so I love this verse. I go to it often because our tendency is to get anxious. I need to worry about this some more. I need to perseverate. I need to stay up all night. I need to make my lists of all the... Right. And we we just overthink it to the death of it, whatever the problem is, you know? And then what you mentioned earlier, I love this part, and I believe this is glossed over with Thanksgiving. Right. Okay, Lord, you know what? And and this has been a blessing to me. When somebody's sick, as horrible as it is, you know, my, my, my sister in Christ, Christiana, she recently fell. And thank God her ankle is not broken, but it's injured. And so I'm praying for her, and I'm thinking on her, and I say, Lord, thank you that you gave this little fall an accident as an opportunity for me to talk to you about my friend in Christ. Mm. So even though I'm sad about the circumstance and I'm, I am anxious for her health and her well-being, it's given me an opportunity to thank God for my friend, to thank him for insurance, to talk to him about my friend and just give him the concern. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I do know what you're saying. And I think um, more than ever before, anxiety is prevalent. That's oh, our, that seems to be our autopilot. Default. We yep. are, are quick to be anxious, quick to fret quick to be upset. We get in our own heads. And like you said, we mull things over and over, but we're not doing the remedy. Right. What's the remedy? God's saying, don't be anxious. Why did he say that? Because he knew we would be. And then he's saying, now here's what you do. You take every thought captive. And you pray about it. And then you become thankful. And so we have to train ourselves to exercise because that's a discipline, that discipline, rather than giving in to my anxiety and my tales of woe, which, you know, the Bible says, you, by worrying, you cannot add an inch to your stature. Right. I've tried it. I'm yeah, right? Kidding. It doesn't work. I mean, you can get heels, you can get lifts, uh, but you can't add an inch. No, right. You can, and, and, and you can't change one hair from black to white uh, or vice nope, versa. Nope, you can't do that. You can dye it, but you can't, it'll still come out gray. And, and you know, when somebody is passing away, mm-hmm. right, they never say, I wish I would have worried more. Right. For sure. So, it doesn't so good. help. So it's such yeah. a good point. Forgiveness, right? Mm. Matthew 6, 15. But if you do not forgive others, then your father will not forgive you your trespasses. That is a heart check if any scripture. Ouch. That is so good. And you know, through a series of events and circumstances where I've been wronged or my husband's been wronged, we've been hurt. Um, for me, and you, you hold on and you don't want to be better and you want to give it to the Lord and you want to forgive because you want to be forgiven. But for me... The Lord just cut me to the quick one day, and it was, I cannot collect a debt or say you owe when Jesus has said paid in full. Wow. And that, to me, it it gets me right. It Mm. motivates me to my knees and to repentance because God said, Jesus said on the paid in full, he's covered under my blood. So I don't get to hold on to and say, you owe me, you owe this debt. It's been paid. And we often hold those debts of unforgiveness to those that are closest to us. For sure. And how full circle that it goes back to within our homes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many times, I mean, we're, we live in this social media culture with Facebook and Instagram and just posting, posting, posting. Um, but what's going on behind mm-hmm. closed doors? Right. Right. And so we see these 
beautiful Christmas card photos, these beautiful, you know, graduation photos. And we often don't know what's going on behind. And I remember, Diane, it was a craziest moment. When COVID happened and everything shut down, I was praying for revival and praying for um, Acts 2.42 to happen and just praying for the Lord to just come. And I was just praying and Isaac and I would go on these prayer walks. And I had this thought, and I believe it was a prompting of the Holy Spirit, what a nation difference shift we would have if we had more forgiveness in our land. I said, oh, Lord, where is that coming from? Because we need it. Because when all that BLM stuff and all of that... um, you know, that the racial tensions yes. and the police tension, just tensions. Yes. A lot of that has to do with, I hate you and I won't forgive you. What you did is unforgivable. And that's contrary to, to, to Telestai. Right. It is finished, paid in full. Right. So it was just a, a really neat thing the Lord was was folding into my heart of our nation needs forgiveness. I had never thought of it that way. And we need forgiveness and we need to be forgiving. Yes. We need yes. And, and we don't have one without the other because the evidence that I have been forgiven is my willingness you to forgive. It. So good. You so know? good. I so love that. That is just keeps me in check because I have to forgive. And it doesn't matter what I feel like or what I want or or um if I want to obey. I have to choose obedience even if my heart's not in it. And I've heard it said before, especially in these victim and and, and abuse healing classes, that when you forgive someone, it's not that you're giving a pass to the sin. Not at all. And maybe Jesus could, died for it. We could do a whole podcast on forgiveness because I think this is really important, you guys. When you forgive someone, you're not saying what you did was okay. God's word says contrary. Right. What you're saying is I'm choosing to act like Jesus right. to forgive you and to not hold that grudge because how dare I hold a grudge when Jesus says, my Laura, my daughter, I won't hold grudges against you. As far as the east is to the west, I forgive your sin. Right. So Perfect. I think that's so wonderful and well said. Um, and an example, a living example, which we need. We need examples from scripture. Genesis through Revelation, and we need living examples. Corey Tembum. Oh, yeah. I mean, concentration camp. Wow. Why? Why was she put there? Because she chose to help the Jews. And who was she helping? Anyone that needed help. Mm. Um, you know, she really worked with special needs, with those mm-hmm. that had a Down syndrome. And um, she really opened, they opened their home to those that were in need of a respite, refuge, safety. Um, she took care of them and she was, and you know, she ended up as a political prisoner. And we know in these cases, um, political prisoners are treated the worst. Oh yes. And, um, because she loved Jesus and she loved his people. And I think that is such a great example. And Jimmy, Jim Elliott just came to mind too. Oh, well, his wife forgiving the executors of her husband, Elizabeth, I mean, gosh, we have real life examples. And if they can do it, That's right. I serve the same God. Amen. I can do it. And, and so then that brings me, why don't I forgive? That brings me to my next guardrail scripture, pride. Mm. Proverbs sixteen eighteen: pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. Pride. It is so prevalent and it is such a problem. And mm-hmm. I think that Again, talking about self-awareness, you know, and we have to take it to the cross and Mm -hmm. pray and Holy Spirit, show me my own heart. That's what the scripture does. It's a mirror, right? Because we don't always recognize. And I mean, some of it is, and and this has always been kind of interesting for me to wrap my brain around. There's interesting pride. Our, Our children go to, you know, a Christian school. 
Mm-hmm. When the football game, they wear right. the colors. Right. You wave the flag. We yes. just had the Rams won the Super Bowl. Where you pride in your sportsmanship, pride in your team, pride in our nation, America. But that's that's like um, patriotism or school spirit. Spirit. Right. It's not pride like biblical pride. Definitely. And I think there's nothing wrong. You know, if my children are being God honoring, I'm proud of them. I'm excited yes. for them. Yes. But not a pride that I think of when I think of pride, um, you know, we just had the state of the union and the president spoke. And what when they were talking about, you know, funding the police and securing the border, you know, if you've lived in the same country I have for the last two years, that <laughs> yes. is completely contrary, mm-hmm. absolutely to said, 180 yeah. to what right. they had been pushing. And um, pride says, oh, no, I've always been for funding the police. What are you, what are you talking about? Humility says, I, w- we, I got it wrong. There's That's repentance. Good. Yes. You know, we thought this was the right way to go, but obviously Americans don't want to go on, on down this road, and it is not helpful because where we defunded the police, crime went up exponentially. You know, right. it, do we get things wrong? Every single one of us. Yes. Humility, you know, repents. Humility says, um, I made mistakes here. Mm-hmm. We need to course correct. And there's yes. an unwillingness to course correct and pride you know, you will go down, you will fall. I think of a coach, you know, my son played football and, um, you have coaches that have the mantra, the idea, we are going to impose our will as they run place. We're going to impose our will and they will impose their will to the loss of the game, you know, because they are unwilling Mm -hmm. to make adjustments. The best coaches out there. I loved Pete Carroll. Ability, they see what's going on, and they're they're having a system, and it's not working. Whether it's a running game, a passing game, whatever, they course correct. They say this isn't working. We need to make adjustments, and they make the adjustments. That's humility, being teachable. And that reminds me, you said teachable. I was thinking of the school setting. Mm-hmm. If you're teaching a lesson plan, and you can tell that these students, you know, aren't they getting take it? a uh, what do they call it pop quiz or something, mm-hmm. and Everyone's got Fs. Okay, I do the I, course correct. Mm-hmm. I'm the teacher. I'm going to humble my pride, and I'm going to say, you know what? Maybe they're not getting it. Maybe it's my uh, lack of clarity and explanation. Right. Maybe they need tweaking. Maybe they need review. You, you know what I'm saying. Definitely. So that that is really good, and I think that there's so many factors here, and I like what you're saying, course correct, because, well, my mom always did it this way, right. and my dad always did this way, and my pastor always did this way, and I think that's even was the downfall of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes. They were so rigid, rigid in, in their way and yes. in their tradition that they wouldn't be willing to course correct, and I think it's really beautiful when you have somebody say, you know, I thought this would be the best route for us, but let's try this. And and that, that is such a great example. I think it's very practical, especially as parents or as wives, and to say, you know, we always used to, you know, go camping in Yosemite. That's what we did for 10 years. But you know what? Now you have a bad back, hun. Maybe we don't want to make do adjustments. This. Let's make adjustments. Yes. Exactly. So. Or even, like you said, with rearing children, right? You have kids, and one method might work for this child. Right. But then your second child comes, and they're completely different. Well, right. they're not the same person. We need to correct what we're doing for the betterment of that child. Raise them in the way that they should go. Absolutely. And they're going to go on different roads, right. different ways, different paths because they're different people. Right. And so I think good. that is so good. You know, that pride. We don't want to be proud. We want to be quick to repent when um, – and I don't like being told, honey, you're kind of a little bit – I don't know. Are you in a mood, in a funk or mm. whatever? I don't want to be told that. Right. But the quicker I correct, the better the day will be for everyone. 
That's so good. That you know? And the flow. And again, going back to the temperature of the home. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that this applies to everything. It applies to the workplace. Definitely. It applies to, you know, like you said, activities. I mean, I just think it's crazy when you see some of these sideline parents mm-hmm. getting kicked out of games. Because they can't keep a lid on it. Yes. The practice, the proverb, and don't don't do those seven things. Right, and so and I know. And what does it do to their poor child when they're in the game and the parents going crazy and the stands? They're and embarrassed. Fist fighting sometimes. Right, sometimes it's not funny, but it's just um, it's unreal. That's why I'm. It is ridiculous. Yeah. And but yeah. you know, what do we do? We gotta we gotta sow to the spirit, um, so that we are not living in the flesh. I think that's what we need to do. Um, I have a verse here. And I think sometimes with everything going on in the Ukraine mm. and um, we see, you know, who who is going to be the casualties? The children. Right. The vulnerable. Uh, the vulnerable. Um, of course, anyone. I mean, you're rolling over on a tank and somebody and they're just rolling them over. I mean, that's horrid. That is awful. Um you know, when ISIS comes through or the Taliban and they do horrible things to the women, to the mm. children, um, they, you know, kill they're the maimed. men and they're, yeah. oh my goodness. But here, and we could want certain things, but this verse convicts me beyond all get out. Um, Ezekiel thirty three eleven. say to them, and this is God telling Ezekiel to tell the people, as I live, declares the Lord God, I take no pleasure in the, the death, death of, of the, the wicked. wicked. And I can, when you see evil, and you just want them dealt with and done. And if they're not going to change course, then get to them. Out, Take them out, mm-hmm. Lord. That can be our hearts. But listen to the heart of God. But rather that the wicked turn from That's his right. way and live. Turn back, he cries. Turn back from your evil ways. Why then will you die, O house of Israel? Reminds me of Jonah. How many yes. of us have that Jonah spirit and we're saying, I'm just going to sit here and watch the fireworks, burn them all, Lord. And we do get like that, especially with the atrocities and of evil. I remember with 9-11 and the terrorism and learning about Taliban and ISIS and all this stuff. And I thought they hate everyone, even they'll, they'll self-destruct. Right. So they're, you know, like our Marines want to come home. Right. They, they'll, they'll even, you know, suicide bombers. Right. So I said, oh my gosh, Lord, I just got the goosebumps. This is a different strain of evil. Definitely. A different strain of wickedness to where they'll even just do a suicide bombing type situation. But even then we don't take pleasure in the death. We shouldn't. Because God tells us not to. And so it's so funny because... I think that so many scriptures, they are hard to swallow, like many of the ones we've mm-hmm. been discussing today, but if it's God's word and his word doesn't return void and they are God rails and they are for our good, then we need to take him at his word. Because for example, you were talking about the justice and the mercy, and this goes part and parcel with this Ezekiel verse. We want justice for them, but mercy for me, right. justice for them, but mercy for right. my children, for my household. And so what about if the shoe's on the other foot? I mean, I think about that, you know, godly loves Jesus, hypothetically judge, like actual judge, you know, in a superior court, and his son got a DUI. Right. You're going to say, hammer him, hammer right. him? No, he's going to be probably in there. Your Honor, may I speak? I'm a judge too. And I would like you to please show my son mercy. Yes, he's had this problem with drinking, et cetera, et cetera. But you're going to want mercy. So even if that judge in his own uh, job discourse would want something different for his own child. So if we think that, wait a minute, these are people created in the image of God. Now they're acting like Satan, 
Right. But they're created in the image of God. May they repent and turn around. And we, we just keep praying that until they go pass away, right? And that's what our heart needs to be. I mean, for a government, for a, a mayor, governor, president, nations, uh, we that needs to be our prayer. Lord, we need to have the heart cry that he had, right? Turn back, turn back, turn back from your evil ways. And we need to pray. And and this is what he's speaking to his own people. Right. He's telling the house of Israel, repent. Why? I, you want to live. Don't you want to live? Repent from your right. wicked ways. Don't and you want good? Don't Yes. <laughs> and that's the heart that we have to have. Um, and here's another one. And this is for me. Um, all for all of us, <laughs> but I know what you mean. Second Corinthians thirteen five. Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. That's so good. Examine yes. yourselves, or do you not recognize this about yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you, mm. unless indeed you fail the test? So I don't know where I heard this recently, but somebody was talking about. I think it was a post on Instagram, and it was a worship leader that had recently accepted the Lord. Yes. Because raised in the church, you do churchy baptized, things. It doesn't make you a church. GBS, what else? Junior yes. high camp. Yep, <laughs> did it Ray, all. Did it done all. Done it all. But I don't serving. know Jesus. And he just said, "I just this weekend accepted Jesus as my Lord and my Savior." And I said, "Wow, that's Test it, your right heart. there." Yeah, Test exactly. Your, we need, and we need to examine yourselves. It doesn't say examine your brother. It <laughs> no, says examine yourself to see right. that you are you are in the faith and. We need to do that. We need to do that for ourselves. We need to look at ourselves. We need to read the word. You know, what is that scripture that uh, Matthew 7, the Sermon on the Mount, 21 through 23? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom of God. And, oh, didn't I do this? Didn't I give cold water? Didn't I help? Didn't I prophesy? Didn't I? I healed people. I did miracles. I never knew you. Depart from me. You worker of lawlessness. That's sobering. And if it's not, it should be. Yes, it, sh- it, it definitely should be. And I think that, you know, we John 3.16, um, my precious friend Laura Ramirez got me, mentioned this book and I bought it and it's called um, a, a Primer of the Gospel and it's basically about preaching the gospel to yourself. And this pastor is saying, we need to preach the gospel to ourselves, to ourselves yes. over and over yes. and over again. Yes. This is not just for Harvest Crusade. Right. This is not just for Good Friday service or Easter to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's so good because we know doctrines. If you've been raised in the church or been raised by good godly moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas, you know the gospel. You can quote it, but do you really have it? Do in you your know heart? me? Yes. Right. And I think too, I'm gonna give one last verse, and this is for me in regards to any gift or talent that the Lord has given me. Mm. This is for me in regards to and for you too, and um any work I do, you know, if I speak and and people say kind words or encouraging words, this keeps me in check. Isaiah 42, 8. I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not give my glory to another, oh, nor my praise to graven images. That's right. He is God. He gets all glory. Gets if you're minister, ministered to by this podcast, I pray you are. It is not us. That's right. It is him. It's all Jesus. Because no good thing within me dwells. That's right. He That's is right. good. He is God. He gets all honor. He gets all praise. He gets all glory. We don't touch it. And I think that when this Isaiah 42, 8 is occurring in a pastor, in a Bible teacher, in a missionary, you can see it hmm. because they'll say it. What did Chuck Smith always say? Pastor Chuck, that was such a good message. Bless the Lord. Yes. Good job on that weekend retreat. Thank you, God. Yes, always. It's him. We always defer it back to him, you know, 100%. And so uh, Matthew 7, 
why do you look at the speck in your brother's mm. eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? And, you know, just in closing, I thought of this verse because we all are sinners. All have sinned and fall short of the yes. glory of God. And so we might see that giant log in that person's eye, but we've got things in ours. We've got, you know, a log cabin of Montana. In right. Our own eye. For sure. You know, and we just, we need to just really check our hearts. Check our complaining spirit, as you mentioned. Check our tongues. Um, quick to listen, slower to speak, and watch the temperature of our homes. I mean, that's kind right. of a little bit of summary. I know we mentioned some other things, but thank you all for joining yes. in Promises Podcast. We're with Calvary Montclair, Diana McTarsney. I'm Laura Gonzalez. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Follow us soon. We'll be on Apple Podcast and Spotify. We are so blessed and thankful that you're joining with us. Share this with people. We do want to give God all the glory, all the honor, Amen. all the credit. He's so worthy. And for such a time as this, we need to be talking about the Lord. And that's right. what this podcast is. The theme is Jesus. <laughs> that's the theme of the that podcast. Is the theme. Yes. God bless you. Oh, 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 oh,